Dear Diary, today I interviewed Vincent. He's been a mascot since he was in junior high and has been over 17 characters. He had some great stories. Take a listen. How long have you been a mascot? Um, I've been a mascot for about 16 years. Wow. Um, Starting when I was in middle school. I did um, two years in middle school. And I did three years in high school. I did three years in college. And uh, I've been seven years pro, so been quite a while that's amazing and i just i always find it fascinating the people that tell me they've been mascotting since junior high because that's not common around here if even my my fellow teacher friends or principal friends when i ask who gets in in the suit if they let students get in the suit they tell me no it has to be an adult so i just i think that's great to give that creative ability to a student you know at that young of an age yeah 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 you know it it was like for me, it was it was it was a. Uh, I've always I I got into mascotting like when I was I was five years old, and what caught my eye about mascots, my dad had took me to a rivalry uh, high school game, and uh, and there was a rivalry high school was named Ruskin uh, Ruskin High School, and they had a mascot that was an eagle, blue, and uh, man, he was just. I was just fascinated by the way he was dancing. He was like going Michael Jackson. I was at the at the time I was a huge Michael Jackson fan. So like you know him doing doing my favorite artist dance just threw me for a loop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I kind of got fascinated with that, and then um, I started paying attention to the KC Wolf and uh, Slugger. I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri, so. Uh, Casey Wolf and, and Slugger, I was huge fans of, and and that's what kind of caught my attention to say, hey, this is what I want to do. And so when I got it to middle school, my middle school had a mascot, and right away I wanted to do it, but they already had somebody when I was in the sixth grade. So when the opportunity came about, it it, it was funny how it came to me because I, by, by the time I was in seventh grade, I was a little menace. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was I was a class clown and I kind of had a little I had you know some anger issues you know my mom and dad were going through divorce they went through divorce and my mom was like in the process of remarrying and stuff like that so it was like it was just I was emotionally jacked up so I had behavior issues and my math teacher uh, was one was the cheerleading coach at the time and she was new and um, I as a punishment she was like hey you know one one thing that i did not like teachers to do was call my mom that was the worst thing you can do to me you can do anything else give me anything else suspend me whatever just don't call my mama because my mama was strict so anyway one day i got in trouble and she had it up to here and she was like hey i'm gonna call your mom or better yet you know we're looking for a new mascot maybe you can dress around and see if you like it as detention so I dressed up in it, and then, so I, I just fell in love with it. And my principal and stuff was like, "Well, hey, if you can keep your, you know, your grades and your attitude straight, then we 
did. So that's what kind of kept me out of trouble. That was like kind of a behavioral uh, control mechanism for me. So from there, I just fell in love with it. That's so. amazing. I love that story. Did you go back and tell your teacher, be like, hey, you know, when you tried to punish me being the mascot, that totally oh. turned into my, you know, my career and everything. Oh, yeah. They, you know, they're really fond of me in my high school and, um, and you know, some of my, like I had a, um, I had a Votech teacher or, you know, kind of like a home ec teacher, I'm sorry. And when, like, she taught us, like, life skills, like sewing, cooking, and stuff like that. But she, like, actually helped me rebuild. Uh, uh, she helped me, like, our, our our body of our mascot in middle school was ripped to shreds. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And she she helped me. Me and her made, made another body as a sewing project in our class. And so um, she, she was real fond of me. And then the, I had another teacher. I had two other teachers that were very fond and, and helpful when it came to that side. So, and now when they see me on Facebook and you know, their friends me on Facebook and stuff like that, so seeing me go from being middle school to professional, they get a good kick out of it. So, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> that you just like built another suit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So. so. Oh my gosh, I'm counting like, so you were at least like four different mascots. How many mascots have you been? <laughs> Let's see. I have been my middle school mascot, my high school mascot. Let's see. I have been Coco Keys, the parrot. It's like a mascot for a water park. Gosh, it's been so many. <laughs> um, I have been Elmo. I have been Chuck E. Cheese. I've been the Chick-fil-A cows. Gosh. That's wow. Six. I've been Max the Griffin. I was a mascot for for our, uh for my college town's local mall. I would do that from time to time to make a little spare money. And that was a dog. Gosh, I've been so many different characters. I was it was crazy. I did I did my mascot for my college plus my rivalry college cuz they were like maybe an hour and 30 minutes away. And so what they would do is one of my, one of my friends was, um, he was the mascot for my robbery, uh, for the robbery college. So whenever they would have appearances in my town, uh, in my college town, whenever they would have appearances, they would uh, reach out to me to see if I could fill in for him. If he couldn't make it, it was crazy. That's so, awesome. <laughs> It's weird. Uh, so I, if I just had to take a random guess, I've probably been, probably been uh, 17 plus characters. Wow. I've been a few characters, a few different characters here uh, in my professional career besides what I do. So I've been quite a few, I'll say about 17 plus characters. So it's crazy. That's amazing. But I, I love its experience and it's, I don't know, getting to know all, all those body types, the big bellied ones and you know, maybe they're more slim fitting. I think that's amazing that you can just like switch and yeah, I'm really bad with Yeah, I've been in I've been in the good, bad and ugly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've been in the raggediest costumes. I've been in, you know, perfect costumes. I've been in all types of costumes, the air costumes, um, you know, uh, well, inflate, inflatable costumes, and oh, I've been in all types of costumes. So, 
from the cheapest to the for, to the expensive. So I, I I got a good range, you know, of uh, a performance um, experience, you know, with different characters, and so. That's great. Can you describe a little bit about the inflatable suits? I haven't had anyone on yet that's that's been able to tell me how it is and how it works. And I mean, I kind of have okay. a gist of it, but. So, on the, well, especially on the inside of mines, it's kind of like a motor. It's, it's ran by a little motor, and uh, and and it has a air tube that you plug into the costume, and you know the costume has an air filter that sucks in the air from the outside. So it's like it's it's fan ran, and uh, it wraps around your waist. Yeah, maybe weighs about maybe two to three pounds, maybe, you know, uh, and then it blows up from there and it's a, it's a, a string or a clip in the middle that kind of clips it all together. Uh, but everything is, it's like one big old puppet. It has strings. Like my, my air character has strings and different things you can do from the inside and stuff oh, wow. like that. So it takes a lot. A lot of people think that, you know, Oh, it's an air costume. It's easy. You know, the, that costume by far is is the difficult is a difficult costume over any other costume I've worn just because it's so big and mine's is nine foot tall. So it's so huge. Oh, my God. You got to literally like your 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 um, your gestures and your motions and stuff has to be exaggerated. And, you know, it just takes a lot of energy and so it's not the easiest thing. I've had people come out. We do. I do auditions. That's like that character is a part of my backup character role position. So like when I have, um, when I've had auditions in the past that a lot of people, they'll come in like thinking, oh, I got this. I can do this. And, you know, and be super stoked. And by the time they're done, you know, they're like, no, nah, I don't want to do this no more. So <laughs> wow, it, it definitely takes some work. So. But is it cooler because of the fan and everything? Yes and no. Because you're still um, using all the energy, right? I mean, right. I mean, it, if it then it depends on if you're outside or inside. You oh, know, yeah. if you're inside, I think it'll be it'll be a tad bit cooler. You know what I mean? Just because it's pulling in from inside air. Uh, but when it's outside, that sun is beaming. It's just like a balloon. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like. It's beaming into latex, and latex heats up. You know what I mean. So uh, that material, that that the particular material that they use, it heats up, and so it can get it can get a little breezy or a little uh, a little dense inside. So if you're not careful, you know what I mean. But it's a cool tube. We have a we have a thing called a cool tube uh, that kind of blows that connects to the motor, and it uh, blows the air towards your face. But like I said, it just depends on, really, it just depends on the weather. And, you know, some days it's really cool. Some days it's super hot. So, yeah. But thank you. Thank you for explaining that. I didn't even think there would be strings in there. Like, wow. That's a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those, depending on the costume, you know, some of those things, man, they have a lot of neat tricks that you can do. Like, you know, some of them have like where you can kind of stick your tongue out and stuff like that it's just a little slot where you put your hand in and you wave it around you know what i mean so it just gives off it's just like one big old puppet is how i like to explain wow 
That's crazy. I oh man, <laughs> total respect now. Like even more respect for yeah. those characters. Oh my god. Yeah, they they takes a lot of talent, or you know, it, I mean, it don't really take much, but it is harder than what people think. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> and so, did you have any auditions yourself to become a mascot? Oh yes, I've had a. I've auditioned. I auditioned to get to Tulsa. Uh, where I'm at now, I've auditioned. I've had auditions uh, with few NBA teams. Um, I've had auditions with. Well, I had interviews. An interview with with uh, MLB team. I've had an interview with the Harlem Globetrotters. An interview with an NHL team. Few other, you know, a few other opportunities. I just turned them down, you know. So. I've kind of been in the mix around. My closest one I've got to uh, was the L.A. Clippers. Oh, wow. And I actually got beat out. <laughs> and it was it was crazy because, but that was one of my, the ones that I wanted the most out of all the opportunities I had. So, yeah. That's but anyway. Tough. But you mentioned, I had to cut some parts out, but uh, you mentioned rebranding your, your current character. And I saw that because <clears throat> I was I was researching Oh, your current character, and I saw that there was uh, some differences. Like, there's a lot more hair mm. now. And were you, so were you a part of that? I was not a part of the design process of of the new one. Uh, I was I was a part of, uh, of of bringing it out, but I was not. I did not when I came in and auditioned and everything like that. I did not know uh, what the new one looked like. I knew they were oh. getting a new one. So um, I came in when they still had the old one. I auditioned in the old one, and so um, I knew they was rebranding, but I I didn't have a slight clue of what it looked like or anything. So when it came in, when I actually got the job, they showed me, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." And I only seen just the cartoon version of it. I didn't see like the actual costume. And then once the actual costume came in, I was like, "Wow." You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, um, I like it. I always wanted to. I wanted to wear. Uh, I always wanted to wear a, a, a big belly character. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, just judging off of the Casey Wolf, I always thought he was hilarious, and he was kind of like I was kind of. He was kind of a mentor to me in Kansas City, so um, we networked for a while. So I always looked up to him, and uh, and I wanted to do a character close, close or similar to, and that's exactly what I got. So. So it was, it, it was a neat process. Nobody, I'm the first one to wear that to establish this character in that in that brand, you know. So I, it was just like a baby. I was their first, like, or their second full-time guy in, like, years. Like, they had him. We were years apart, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and when he, when he was full-time, but he did other things, you know. This is the first, I'm the first full-time guy they had in this position to where all I do is mascot uh, stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so it was a good opportunity. I, I really feel like it was a good opportunity, especially with, with my level of experience and, and being able to grow in that, in that area. So. That's awesome. I love that. I mean, I would love to be a part of something like that, like even if it's with my community college. And I have a even a principal who friend who just purchased a mascot for their school. So I was like, oh, I could help you out with like some props and stuff. And 
you know, just a few little things to, you know, spice up your mask. And she's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, we have to meet. And so, yeah, like, I love I love opportunities like that, you know, to get, I don't know, just like in it and, and be a part of that. Because it's so much bigger, you know? Absolutely. For sure. And so... What's your favorite skit? I I watch all of your videos and it's I oh so funny what you're like uh, it's hilarious. I uh, I think my favorite was the Mother's Day skit <laughs> that you oh. posted. <laughs> what so oh, what's your man, favorite I have skit? So, I have so many, so many. Uh, but I would have to. I, I guess I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but. I would have to say it's my favorite go-to because <laughs> uh, it's fan favorite. They love it. I get requests uh, for me to do this, and it, and I mean, and every year I get at least five or six, you know, requests from fans and staff to do this. So it never gets old. So I really do it for them. Uh, it's Billy Jean. Michael Jackson, and so I, I pose. I've seen on YouTube or anything. Uh, I pose be um, yeah, up in as Michael Jackson. I have a little microphone and some glasses and, and a glove, and and I well, I do the thing, and I mean, the get fans get a kick out of it every time. I'd say the favorite one that I've done that I was just you know felt accomplished was my my seducing umpire skits. <laughs> that's funny i kind of rebrand i kind of brand first you know i i was just you know, as, as a girl you know what i mean i never really just thought to say hey let me i can make this into a character and you know and people receive it that way uh you know i just was like you know we were getting we had got a few complaints at night saying we're making from uh you know the the lb what is it called oh LBC, yeah you know Saying that we were making fun of them, or but yeah, I said um, I wanted just to basically make long story short. I wanted to just establish a character beyond Hornsby, different characters that people uh, fans would love. You know what I mean? So like my Hornsby Jackson. So when I come out, people don't call Hornsby Hornsby; they say Hornsby Jackson. Or you know, um, I just did one recently. I did a Mar- Mariah Carey spoof, so I posed Hornsby's mom as uh mariah carey so they were calling uh they were calling uh hornsby you know uh mama carey that's what they were you know calling it around the stadium so i just established uh mama hornsby so i love when i when i when i get a chance to bring her out so that's kind of like whenever i was skits. those are my favorite skits when i can you know change hornsby's identity and brand them into somebody else if that makes that makes sense so no, yeah, I love that. I love that there's different characters within your character. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so those are always fun. I'm more of a dancer. Uh, I try to stay. I try to challenge myself. Uh, a lot of my creativity or my my game time or my skit time got cut down tremendously over the years. I went from having like maybe two minutes, two and a half minutes, to having one minute on the dot. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. So it's it's hard to really like, because, you know, with good skits, you got to tell a story. You know what I mean? You got to have a tagline. You got to, especially if you're coming from a comic, a comedic standpoint, like you really, you, you got to have a good tagline, a good punchline, a good kick that'll stick at the end. And so it's it's hard to, 
to do that when you don't have a lot of time to maneuver. So I kind of go, I do those one-minute skits, you know what I mean, quick. Okay, I can change Hornsby's identity and do Hornsby Jackson or Hornsby's mom and come out and do do a minute and mess with a player or mess with an umpire or something like that. So um, a lot of dance, a lot of skits with music uh, or simple stuff like um, you know cake smashes or you know water bucket getting tossed on the opposing team fan. You know what I mean? Sometimes we'll stage we'll stage one of my handlers or or promo team members as a uh, just a random fan and we'll have them on a cam on the, like a kiss cam or you know just like a play cam that we have around the stadium and um and i'll come up behind them they'll be doing something crazy i'll come up behind them and splash them with a big old bucket of water and, <laughs> yeah. and get a kick out of that i i do an intro every second in the other every um middle of the first inning each game and so I come out and I do different stuff. I may mess with the umpire one time, I may mess with the first baseman. You know, I come out with a can of Febreze or something like that and act like I'm sniffing the guys, the first baseman's butt and then I <laughs> you know, overreact and then I'll spray them with some Febreze. Pull you know, I'll pull the Febreze out of my jersey and, you know, people be get a kick out of that. Uh I I'm I'm very I'm a very laid back entertainer. I'm not a big stickler on trying to do stunts and, you know, crazy stuff. I think I've had enough injuries to where it's just like, no, I'm cool. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I am not, uh, unless I'm put in that position, I am a straight laid-back entertainer. I I love to interact with fans. And so those are my specialties, I, I would say. With, when it comes to like skits and entertainment, anything that is straight, simple and straight to the point, you know what I mean? So, no, oh, yeah, I think I prefer that. I mean, it's amazing when you see some athletic mascot doing a bunch of tricks, but I just like to sit back and watch like a funny, like low key skit, you know what I mean? That doesn't involve yeah. much, maybe just a few props or something. Like, that's that's what I like. So, right. so how do you deal with? With the unsupervised children, the teenagers, the oh. drunks, and maybe the oh kids. lord, <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I gotta take a breather on that one. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I would say, I, I, I would just say, I have a great. I love children, so I have a, I have a great patience. I have, a, I already have a, a, a good tolerance for kids, you know. So I have a good understanding of, of kids. So. Um, it gets, it gets hard. It gets difficult sometimes, but not all the time. I, I guess I just, I just try to stay professional as possible and, and know that, that it's not me. You know what I mean? It's, it's Hornsby. You know what I mean? I try to take myself out of, out of the equation. So I'm like, I'm in the mindset when I step in Hornsby, I turn off Vincent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so a lot of things I don't take it personal. I think, as I've grown in, in just years over uh, years over time, that's how I've been. I mean, it's it's kind of now now I'm kind of I get a little irritated more versus less less when I was a little bit younger. It's because I'm just a little bit older and crankier, you know how old folks do. Uh, but um, I just you know I just kind of just block it off. You know, when it gets out of hand, gets too far out of hand, I just move away. You know what I mean? I try to get away as quick as possible. I move at a great pace throughout the game. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm always on the go. So, you know, a lot of stuff I can just brush off and 
that I pay attention. And then my handlers, I, I train, I train them very well. We have hand signals down. So if, if I give them a hand signal or, you know, we have certain signals <laughs> that we do. And if I give them that signal, they know to wrap it up or, you know, come and get me out the loop. So, so I don't, I don't really have too many, too many issues with kids. Oh, I'm just imagining the, the hand signals you have for get this kid out of here. <laughs> like, Oh, oh, uh, I have, okay, so I have three, I have four, I have four signals. I have, uh, I have a signal for it that I want to go break. I have a signal that, uh, that I want to wrap up with like my picture. And, uh, what I do there, when I want to break, I just kind of give them this, the signal that I'm just breaking something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, um, when I'm ready to wrap up, I'll run, I'll, I'll rub my lip when uh-huh. I'm ready to wrap it up. Or uh, I'll, I, and then my other signals when I'm like, hey, I need to get out of here is I, I'll give a whistle, uh, a real strong whistle. And uh, they know once I do that, get me out of here. And then I'll throw up a three if I need them to, like, come behind me a certain way. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Hornsby has a tail. So, you know, that's a, a, a point for kids to pull and stuff like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I'll, I'll throw up three when I want them to come and, you know what I mean, stand behind me with that or something like that. So, And any particular yeah. stories that you have that come to mind with, like, the kids or a drunk or a woman or something? Oh, like uh, just any crazy stories I've had? Yeah. I've had three major stories. One, I, this was pretty funny. I thought it was hilarious. He was a newspaper reporter or a journalist. So him and then he brings his, 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 I think he might've been seven years old or eight years old. So we haven't, it was a water gun uh, or it's like splash day at the stadium. And when we have splash days, I mean, we used to get go so outrageous with it. We'll have super soakers, super soakers, water balloons, like all types of stuff just to get wet. We, we bring out the fire truck and they come in, they set up the fire hose and I mean, they shoot where the shoot, shoot water off sky high in the air and like make this big old fountain is real neat and uh so anyway this kid was out and i had a water gun you know because i would participate this is one of my favorite days and um i'll participate and stuff like that and and so i I was going in and this this kid comes up to me and i guess he had been trying to get my attention all game and he comes up to me and he had he like threw his hands up so i you know there's a million and one kids around me with their hands up like shoot me hornsby shoot me hornsby you know what i mean I, I, I thought that's what he wanted, and I shot him with the water gun. It's a little squirt. And his dad writes a paper in the mail. I guess the kids started crying and some other stuff. Oh and his dad wrote a, his dad wrote a, uh, wrote a paper, uh, wrote a story in the, in the newspaper saying that, you know, Hornsby was dangerous to kids. He, they let, let him walk around with loaded water pistols and, He's teaching the kids that it's okay for violence. And, you know, he just hyped up this big old story. And, you know, my boss thought it was funny. But, you know, of course, we had to take action. So we had to get rid of Hornsby's not allowed to carry water guns no more. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unfortunately. And, you know, with anything that's, that's 
kind of, you know, shifted towards violence. I can't do. So it kind of made the fun go away a little bit. You know, the guy was real rude to me. And when the situation first happened, you know, I, you know, kind of took the kid back behind the stairwell and, you know, took my head off and apologized to the father. And, you know, he was kind of making, you know, racist comments and, you know, he was real rational, but I handled it professionally. And, uh, but it was just, that was a bad experience for me where I had to spend to make it up to the kid. I had to spend 30 minutes alone with him and like two of his friends uh, at our, at our playground at the stadium before a game in the middle of July. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was wow. miserable. So the kid, I, I, I just, I, I, everybody else is a million and one kids just walking around, you know, I wanted to be hit. I just didn't understand it. But, you know, I got a, I got past that. Another uh big thing was we have our we have our suites located around located around our seat and bowl. So they're up higher. Yeah. And I'm going through here and it, it's a uh bedlam we have a bedlam game and that's just our two college rivalry uh teams, OU and OSU, they come in, they play a game at our stadium. And um I'm out entertaining. I'm really I'm I'm not supposed to be out, you know, I'm just here just, you know, kind of just to be promotion for the drillers and stuff like that. And so I go do some sweet visits and this guy, he gets drunk, he's drunk and, you know, he gets mad because I guess I passed his kid. You know, every kid is sometimes hard to see kids a lot, yeah. you know, especially if you're, especially if you're like, not even, if you're like knee level and down, because Hornsby's belly sticks so far out, so. I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't even see kids that, that are like, you know, t- three feet tall, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard. Visibility. So, you know, this, this drunk guy, the dad, he gets mad furious and I'm like standing close to the, to the railing of the suite outside of the suite. And he, he like kind of almost pushes me What? and, and if he would have pushed me any harder, I could have slipped and fell over the suite level. You know, and so after that happened, I was able to, uh, you know, I mean, I I didn't, they didn't want me to be out like that no more on those games. So I was fine with that. So, and then one more incident happened. (laughs) So I go and this one was, this one was like the first time I've ever just been like super mad. And so, you know, with, with my style costume and see, I see through the neck. So a lot of times people don't think that my face is right there. They just think it's my neck. So some people will come up and like grab my neck as if they're grabbing Hornsby's neck, but they're really grabbing my face. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, I'm going, going through the stands and, you know, I like to mess with couples when I see them, you know, I may go up and like kiss the girl's hand and, you know, uh, and I do like a, a flinch to the, to the boyfriend or, you know, something crazy. And so I guess this teenage kid wasn't having it one day. <laughs> so I got, I went up and I kissed his girlfriend's hand. He must have hauled back and hit me square dead in Hornsby's neck, which is my face. <gasps> no. I mean, he punched me straight in my nose, like right above my nose. Oh so I was pretty heat. I was pretty, I was pretty heat. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't go around. Uh, I couldn't go around that section all the rest of the game. I had to kind of still stay clear there because I would acted <laughs> acted as this myself, you know. So oh, it's hard. It's sometimes it's, it's very challenging. A lot, of, and that's where the I, I think that's where 
and mascot, and that's what draws the line of uh, from professional to just somebody who's who's just doing it for a check. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, because things like that, you really gotta have you gotta really have strong patience for it. You know what I mean? And, and as you see the big story about Mr. Met flicking throwing up the birds to the fans, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that he just was like looking at, okay, this is something cool to do. I'm the Met mascot, I'm Mr. Met, I can get some free tickets and get paid doing it. You know what I mean? And so I'm pretty sure his level of professionalism and patience wasn't as high or as as a somebody who's really professional. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we go through that a lot of people overlook or you know what I'm saying, don't think nothing at all. So it kinda it kinda bugs my grinds my gears when people just say, Oh, you're just a mascot, this is what you're supposed to do or, you know, he's just a mascot, this, 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 this and you know, a lot of people don't understand we go through a lot. We go through a lot of uh, uh, people being rude or saying, you know, different comments, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's it's hateful stuff, even some of the times that the stuff you hear about, like people saying about the character, you know, because it's almost like it's you, if that makes any sense. So, like, you know, it's just like if somebody's talking about the character, that's how it, how I see it sometimes, you know, as if I'm getting bullied. <laughs> so, like, I just try to you know, talk, try to tune it out and realize that, hey, this is Hornsby. You got to still put on. Because, you know, what two or three people may do that's ignorant, you got a hundred, you got a hundred thousand plus people that, you know, loves and, you know, cherish what you do. So, and appreciates what you do. So. Yeah. yeah. And it just goes back to why I started this podcast. I think there's like so much that people just don't understand. And, I just want everyone to share their stories because people just, I, even though I think it's kind of obvious, I don't know. I'm just very like aware, I guess. I try to be aware. Like people don't understand the whole visibility thing or the whole heat issue or just, uh, oh, you had mentioned something earlier that I wanted to repeat. And it's like, people don't understand that. And it's like, how, it's like, really? Like, can you use your brain? Like, can you put yourself in their right. situation? Oh, that's the worst and, question. That's, that's like the worst question you could ever ask a mascot. And I know it's, it's the dumbest, <laughs> it's the silliest, like, question you could ever ask a mascot. And sometimes it, it gets annoying, but, you know, you just kind of tune it out. But the the number one question is, is it hot? And sometimes I'm going <laughs> to say, duh, <laughs> like, come on, man, I'm, I got on sag, you know what I mean? I got on a big thing of fur, you know what I mean? In, in the blazing hot sun, you know? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't take, Sometimes I wonder about people. <laughs> yeah. I don't take, and I don't take no shortcuts. Like I don't do the cool invest and, you know, fan it. I don't have a fan in my costume. You know, I just stay hydrated and I take breaks, you know yeah. what I mean? So, I don't try to overkill and, and all that type of stuff. I hit it hard for 30 minutes and I break for 15. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so. yeah, I think that's that's a good strategy. And so what has been your biggest struggle mascotting? I would say one of my biggest humps and I and I overcame it was the office side of of mascotting. And that is like the business side of it. You know what I mean? To the the social media or just like emailing like your parent, like um, scheduling your appearances and all of that or? Uh, just 
just, you know, learning how it works being in the office. You know, I came in very inexperienced into a professional background, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, for me, I was, I was thrown amongst the wolves, you know, in a sense. And so I just had a difficult time adjusting because, you know, I've never been in that atmosphere before. You know, I've always been in kind of fast food or, you know, when I, the team I came from was a development league. So I didn't have, I didn't, they didn't give me office time. I just showed up for the games and performed, you know? So that's what I thought it was just about was just hopping in costume, but being in it, but learning how to maintain a full time position, you know what I mean? You got to show, basically you, you pretty much got to show your work. You know what I mean? It's difficult. A lot of teams it's difficult now, uh, nowadays for, for performers to lock down full time positions because you got a million and one people who who anybody can just throw in a costume. You know what I mean? So you really gotta show your worth of why you should be getting paid. You know what I mean? So yeah. just having to prove that and brand brand a character and, you know, establish new ideas and, you know, learn office management and stuff like that. It was it was a little adjustment for me. So I would say that was that was the most difficult part about mascotting was learning the business side of things. Okay. So I got you. I mean, that scares me too, because I'm, Oh man, this, this was my last week of, of teaching and I'm really not supposed to teach, but I've, I've, I mean, I've snuck out like this last week was supposed to be office time. And I was like, are you serious? Like I'm a PE teacher. Like I want to be out with the kids. Like I want to be driving from school to school and yeah, I think those, right. these next three days, I'm just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go crazy in this like office, you know? So yeah, I totally understand you. I'm just And see, for me, for, for me, I'm like you said, you're a hands-on person. You know, I'm always hands-on. I'm better with my hands than, than I am typing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, like, definitely. I, I learned how to do it. I know how to do it. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I feel like I've gotten a... I've made a, a 100% turnaround in certain things, certain areas. You know, I ain't gonna say I was just terrible at it, but you know, just learning that 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 swag of the office. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. professionalism. You know, I didn't come from a professional background. You know what I mean? So learning that business background, how to how to carry yourself. Um, you know, um, how to talk, how to you know conversate, and you know how to be organized and certain different thing areas like that. I'm a hands-on person. I would much rather be when I first came into the to the industry, I would have much rather just be at appearances and around the town in and out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's what that's how I was with the team that I was before I came here. So, you know, like I said that little that that adjustment that was made was a was a challenge for me, you know. But you got through it. What is the best part about mascotting? The best part about mascotting is entertaining. Um, you know, being able to put a smile on people's faces and change their moods. You know, I've been in cases where people were dealing with death and, you know, and they were just in a place of grieving. They came out to the baseball game and felt a little bit better because they were able to get some laughs. Uh, I'm a firm believer that laughs um, brings a merry, brings a, laughter brings a merry heart. So, like, you know, just changing, change, being able to, 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 to make people laugh and to share that kind of love. You know what I mean? I, I mean, to make people's days, you know, I've been in hospitals and, and of course it's always a joy and heartwarming to uh, be able to, you know, f- for just a split moment, you know, 
take a take somebody away from their pain and their you know their hurt or you know what I mean the things that they're dealing with and give them something to laugh about you know what I mean so um, that's what I would say would be the best best part about mascotting. I totally agree, and I do think laughter is the best cure. I guess I don't know, and I know it mm-hmm. may only be for a little while, but it it helps if you're going through something. I think mascots make people laugh. That's always <laughs> a good thing. And which mascots inspire you? You mentioned it before, but if, if you want to shout them, shout them out again, you can. I would say my top mascot that inspires me, and I have a list. So the top one I would say would be the Casey Wolf. I uh, admire him, uh, his attitude, his community involvement, his his professionalism, his entertainment, hands down. So I I would say he's number one on my list. Then I will go to David Raymond. You know, original Philly fanatic. Yes. The next Philly fanatic. Because, uh, you know, I admire those two because they kind of gave me my start to uh, my career. You know, I mean, they both played a hands in that. Tom linked me with David Raymond. David Raymond got me to Tulsa and, you know, has opened up some other opportunities for me, you know, to audition and stuff like that for other teams. So I would say those are my next two. I don't know who the guy is. But I've always been a fan of his work. He was the original 76ers mascot, and his name was Big Shot. I love Big Shot. I'm a huge fan of that. And then Tampa Bay Rays, and then one of my one of my close friends in the in the industry. Uh, we kind of kind of been on this journey together. He, we started as high school rivalry mascots, and we're college rivalry mascots. We helped each other get different gigs you know what i mean he is now the mascot for the houston texans awesome and then do you have any other shout out shout outs to anyone in the world <laughs> i would like like to shout out and these are all performers these are all just performers that i i look up to that are pretty cool just that's just i just feel like they're doing their thing is is willis darnell now and uh i would say my mom <laughs> Her name is Teresa Sanders. She's kind of been there again. Uh, one of my biggest fans the whole way. You know what I mean? And I'd like to give a shout out to um, Kiana Gurry and uh, Keelan Dean. That's my uh, girlfriend and her son. That's about it. Awesome. And then just before oh, we end. The oh, the Tulsa Drillers family. The Tulsa <laughs> Drillers family. Put that in there too. Awesome. And then any advice for people pursuing mascotting? Here's my advice. I would say, number one, network. Get out there and just, you know, make calls to different people. Link with different people if you if this is what you want to do. Call teams, you know, or, you know, if you want to go check out gangs. or Just, you know, kind of get into the business realm of just who, who who's working what. I would say, um, so networking, I would say, number two, really learn the business side. A lot of teams that have full-time positions look for that over the performance side of things. Uh, And then to always enhance your performance, you know, I recommend anybody, if you want to get a good job, you know, take some tumbling classes or dance classes or, you know, really take different classes, acting classes or whatever the case may be. Those things help your, your performance and your entertainment. So, and then two, just, Stay healthy. Yeah. You know, condition, you know, work out and stay as healthy as possible because those all help 
you know, when you fall, you know, if you're, if you're a little bit weaker than normal, you know, you may hurt, you may have a bigger impact than what you really should have. You know what I mean? So just working out and staying fit. Definitely eating healthy and staying in shape. I know everyone always says that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I like, I know a lot of thank yous, but I really appreciate your time and, you had some great stories. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, I wish you the the best of luck. And yeah, uh, thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Keep in touch. And that was it for episode 30. Oh, man. I can't believe I made it to 30. I did not think <laughs> that I would ever make it this far. I mean, 35. You guys still have 35 coming. Next week will be a best of, though. I'm going to work on that. I'm sorry if there's a little bit of overlapping on this one. Uh... I had the files for this interview, but when I was passing things over from the USB from the mixer to my files for Mascot Diaries, I switched over the wrong file. So it was, yeah, me and another podcaster doing another podcast. So that kind of bummed me out. And you'll hear like 33, I think, to 35. Those are my backup files as well. Sorry, I was, I did something wrong. It the mixer's working fine with other things, but when I recorded those, I must have did something wrong and it stopped recording halfway through and corrupted the file and blah. Anyways, I mean, I still have the interview, the backup file. So there's just overlapping that I can't take out of us talking at the same time. So it's kind of a bummer, but oh well. Just some updates. I've reached 37 states. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and I was invited to Sparky's birthday party of the Ellie Sparks. So that's coming up on July 20th. I had to take a few hours off from work <laughs> to go. But yeah, that was, it was an odd situation. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really curious to see who they get to show up to his birthday party. There was some conversation between me and someone and they wanted to know the local mascots and they wanted to invite about four other mascots and, and they asked me for help. And so I'm curious to see who shows up that day. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited to go to that. I've never been to a, a Sparks game. So yeah, I'm not really a basketball fan. I mean, I think we've established this, that I'm a hockey fan and that's it. And a Cosmo fan. But yeah, my main thing is hockey. So I have yet to get any more interviews. So if you would like to be on the show, it's contact at mascotdiaries.com. You can message me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. It's mascotdiaries.com. I need to contact a few more people. It's just I've been working way more than I wanted to this summer and I'm kind of bummed out. But I mean, it is what it is. Lately, I've, I guess, started my new project, which is open mics at this coffee shop literally down the street from my house so I don't sing very well <laughs> I don't even know how to play the guitar that well but I like that coffee shop it's a cool coffee shop it's a cool group of people that go I don't know it's like safe place for me and my music <laughs> and so yeah I've kind of been focusing on that a little bit more I will still schedule you in if you want to do an interview just know that it's crazy with concerts and there's a few more events that the city is putting on that we have to work and I'm just trying to do fun things as well during my summer. I'm also applying to another job. So yeah, that was last minute. I got to go run and grab my transcripts. And yeah, it's just been super, super busy. But definitely contact me if you would like to give me an interview. An update on mascot mail. So I was sending out my last batch of mascot mail and the lady was being super picky. <laughs> and she's like, no, I can't send this out. You need to add 
21 more cents like all these because of the extra ears and whatever was on them and i was like really i've sent out like 50 of these like this and no one's ever said anything and they've they've seen it and they're like oh it's so cute what is it and blah 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 and she was like no well they have to pick up the 21 cents on the other end i'm like really like so if anyone's had to pay an extra 21 cents to get their mascot mail please let me know yeah my dad said it was bs i just thought it was bs i think she was just having a bad day and it was like 10 minutes till till the post office closed so whatever she was like so are you gonna add that 20 cents and i'm like no thank you and then so i just bought like some stamps and i walked outside and the guy was emptying out the mailbox and i was like oh i'm sorry am i too late to you know throw these in and he's like no no no, i'll take them i was like all right out they went like i've never received anything back i don't know if my mascot mail is just sitting somewhere so now i'm really curious if anyone had to pay (laughs) an extra whatever 20 21 cents whatever it was or if it's just sitting somewhere yeah so I don't know that's my story anyways thank you as always for listening to the show thank you thank you thank you and take care